0: Sing me a little jingle, Janice. On the road again. Ding 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 d- ding 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 ding. On the road again. Okay, now we're gonna get sued for licensing. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, the Maximize Your Life Tour is on. We are coming to a city near you for an evening of inspiration and information and entertainment. Come, honestly. Please come. It's an opportunity for us to have a direct connection and a dialogue. I want to show you everything that's going on behind the scenes on Biggest Loser. Yes, we're going to talk diet, and yes, we're going to talk fitness, but what we're really going to talk about is why you aren't activating on on that information and why you might not be activating in other areas of your life. I want to help you blast through every obstacle and live the life that you dream and that you deserve. And you know I can do it because I've done it with hundreds of people on national television. Let me help you. Help me help you. huh? Jerry Maguire. That's Very my good. best Jerry
1: Maguire. That's, and, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I thought yeah. as soon as you said that.
0: And I can. <laughs> I can. I will give you that light bulb moment. I'm that good. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and we also wander your streets, too. Shopping. We buy things. We go into your we stores. Do. <laughs> we do. We yeah. do. So now we really need you, your $25. You
0: really can't yeah. miss her. You gotta go to. <laughs> so go to com to buy tickets and get tour dates and find out what cities we're in. And I really do hope to see you there, all kidding aside. So, Jake, I would like some feedback on something. You're a. Uh, what are you? Are you even 22? 22. 22. Okay. I'm getting my hair done the other day, right? And I'm talking to this young girl. She was also in her 20s. And she starts telling me how, like, she doesn't even pay for cable. Do you pay for cable? You live with...
2: I, don't, I, I live with uh, with my dad, his fiance, and her son. So they have cable. Right, but I actually, we don't use it. I use Netflix. Right. Internet.
0: Internet, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so when's the last time you paid for a song?
2: The last time I paid for a song, if I'm being completely honest, yeah. Um, I mean, the it- Silver Sun Pickups had a deal where they were signing the the copy of their album, and and if you bought it for fifteen bucks, you got a signed copy. So it was, must have been. A year and a half ago, two years ago. That's
0: the last time you paid for song. Do you listen to a lot of music?
2: I listen to a ton of music, but I pay for Spotify.
0: Right. You you get it on like Pandora Streaming, or like yeah. sure. So like or like yeah, iHeart or whatever. Right. So you don't really pay for music anymore because all these platforms give the music away for free. They in, do.
2: In a sense, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well they they do it like they do it through advertising dollars, right? They take advertising dollars, they well, give the music away and then they pay into some sort of royalty or whatever for the artists, but Millennials, they don't pay for music. They don't pay for TV. They they go through things like I learned about this the other day, Project FreeTV.com or MegaShare.
2: Oh, you could watch anything anywhere on the internet for free if you wanted to.
0: Right now. Any any show, any movie, anything you want.
2: Even even back when, you know, when Breaking Bad when the finale was coming out, everyone was stressing on getting that and people were streaming it 5 minutes delay right on the internet.
0: Without having cable, right, for free. So, when you look at the world, like no one's paying for content anymore. They're not really, they're not really paying for a cable, or at least millennials, anybody under thirty. And another thing, my business partner was like, well, you know, because we're trying to figure out how we're going to change in the next three years. We were talking about DVDs, and we just signed a deal for DVDs. So we're in DVDs for three more years. But I was like, I don't think this is the answer anymore. Uh, so we started a model called fit fusion and what we've done is we've we basically we're amassing all of these fit fitfusion.com and it's all these trainers mm-hmm. and hundreds of hours of workouts it's 5.99 a month and you get whatever workouts you want and we're just in the process of like locking down we still don't have like i, I really want to try to get the beach body guys but like we, we've got like, you know bob me denise Anders, denise austin tracy anderson like all these trainers and The way it works is we're going to, and I said to him, I was like, we need to do something where there's a free model and a paid model. So of course it's like, if you don't want to pay, there's an ad before and after. And if you do want to pay, do you want to pay $5 or whatever, which is where we're at now because we have to get enough people so that we can attract advertisers to give it away for free. Um, But we have those two models and here's what's so interesting though. So the world is changing so quickly when it comes to media And all like millennials do not buy exercise DVDs because they go to YouTube and they'll like plug some sort of cable in from their computer into their TV and like one, just one workout, one workout off of one DVD of mine had 10 million views, one workout off of one DVD.
2: I believe it. But also to, to, on the other side, I do have a few friends, you know, whenever they they ask how work is going, whatever, and I bring you up. Uh, Quite a few of them do have your DVDs, actually. Because DVDs
0: are still, there's still a market for DVDs, but I was like, in three more years, this is not going to be how this is going to go. And he's like, well, your audience is still buying DVDs. I was like, for now. But the same thing we did with the last book. Like, my bestseller numbers were really hurt because, you know, bestseller is only hard copy book, not digital and not audio. And we had over 50% of our sales in digital and audio. So even though I may have sold more copies of my book, my actual number on the bestseller list was low because of that, because people are converting. But the reason I bring this up is not to talk about the, oh, finances in the future. But when I look at the model, right? So I've, I've been fighting for a daytime show for such a long time. And... Everybody's like, the model's dead, the model's dead, the model's dead, the model's dead. And it is. I mean, when Oprah was in her heyday, she had a 13 share, like some a rating that had like 13 million people, crazy numbers of people. And now if you get a one rating, which is like 1 million people, that's enough to keep you on the air. Well, in that time frame, right? In the last several years, I see who gets the talk show because I don't, and pretty worldly people. Katie Couric, she's gone next year. Anderson Cooper, he's already canceled. Reggie Lake, who'd been a huge success back in the 80s, she's already canceled. I mean, I can go through so many different individuals who got a daytime show, and it's like walking the plank. Because at this point, people are not watching daytime TV because the world has changed. mind you, Oprah is Oprah, and there's no getting around that, but at the same time, would she have become the absolute phenom if she had launched now, where we've got a thousand channels, we've got TiVo, DVR, you've got the internet, people are on Facebook, they're, you know, they're watching YouTube, they're not at home, they've got everything on demand now, they're not at home going, okay, there's four channels for me to watch, and that's it, So, sure, I mean, she was one out of four, and she was Oprah. And Oprah's Oprah for a reason. The universe was like, this woman is meant to do this job at this place at this time. But nowadays, that no longer exists. Mm -hmm. It's impossible to do that. And people are not watching daytime TV. And for such a long time, they're like, why do you want to do daytime? Why do you want to do daytime? And my answer (laughs) is because what I want to talk about only exists in daytime TV. So I want it to be entertaining like late night, but the topics are daytime television. They're not talking about parenting on Jimmy Kimmel. They're not talking about finances on Chelsea Lately. It's it's entertainment. So the only area of television where you can talk about that stuff is, quote, daytime TV. So I ended up having this conversation where I was like, you know what? I'm holding on to this idea of what I wanted, and I'm not Mm -hmm. being flexible. And there's probably a very good reason because if I got a, what we call a syndicated daytime show, which means you know, five days a week, a daytime show, I would walk the plank, I'm sure, like everybody else and fail and then you're hurt and you you know, it does damage to your career. So I started looking at this and I was like, why can't we do the kind of show I want to do, but put it on Netflix or put it on Amazon or put it on Hulu? which is the wave of the future. In five years, they say there's not even going to be a network anymore. You're going to get everything through Apple TV, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, all on demand on any device you want, your phone, your iPad, your computer, your television, when you want it, where you want it. It will cost you next to nothing, and the money will be made through advertising. And I was like, so my, my point is, I really wanted to say, is there something that you've been holding on to so tight that it's put blinders on you that there's tunnel vision that you're not really seeing the forest through the trees there's a reason at some point that things don't happen and how can you be more flexible and keep more of an open mind does that make sense totally totally
1: I mean you're you're seeing the, you're trying to see the future and you're right you're you've been banging your head kind of going why isn't this happening? Why isn't this working? Right? Why and it's like, it-
0: I want it to be like this. Well, that yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. It's an, And people keep saying like, it's a dead me- medium. It's a no man's land. It's, you know, and it, it's like it doesn't exist anymore. Honestly, we have on our silly little podcast, we have half the viewers or the listeners or the subscribers, right, that... We have like a half a million subscribers and a daytime show that's working has like, you know, a million. Preferably, you know, two. Two, you're wow. What does that say to you, though? Because we're free. We're on demand. We're once a week. Yeah. But my point is just, I thought, God, I've been holding on to this idea, this Mm -hmm. dream of something. And sometimes you've got to really open your mind and say, Where's the flexibility to this? And look, you know, when are you putting a square peg in a round hole? And how can you maybe shave the edges off of something or transform it to get what you want, but to look at the reality of life yeah, and, the, and of, of the time.
1: You're right. Yeah. The reality of the time we're in you're absolutely You know,
0: right. so uh, really that's, that's all I wanted to kind yeah. of bring up was, is there a square peg that you're forcing into a round hole and it's you know, dreams aren't crushable and, you know, patience and fortitude and all of that's true. But at some point you've got to be flexible. At some point you've got to open your eyes and be realistic. At some point you can't have myopic tunnel vision. And that's, I think, you know, and we were discussing, I was discussing this with my business partner. And he's like, you know, here's what happens, Jill. He's like, that's the point is that these big companies don't want to shift like a network or what have you don't want to shift or they know the world's changing but they they don't know how to keep up with it and then some 22 year old kid starts MegaShare or YouTube or what have, whatever because they're like no this is the world we live in and they become a billionaire and take down the model that's been established forever and I think you've just you've got to be more fluid hold on loosely but don't let go yeah but it, it's 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 a very scary place for the the
1: the mountainous monuments that have been set. Because yes, you're right. They are they they are. It's, it's like a the generation that didn't grow up, you know, like like the millennials. It's a brave new world. It is. And and if you don't, and and you can fight it, and you can fight like like my mm-hmm. generation, we can fight it and fight. It. Oh, the computer! You know what? If you don't have those skills now, you are screwed. Yep. And that's just, there's just no
0: turning back. You're absolutely no. right. And so, if your mind's not open to that, like it's just then you're not going to progress. Right. And so really, I I think it's a it's about Just, My point is, I want you to look at anything where you might be stuck or anything where you might be forcing it. And then don't just look at what you want. Now look at the world around you. Because your environment is going to play such a key factor in your success. This is not the time of Oprah anymore. There is the internet and a thousand channels and TiVo Mm -hmm. and DVR. There will never be. Another opportunity to be successful in that medium in that way, again, because the time is over. So how can you look at the world that we're living in right now and still pursue the things you're passionate about and be successful with an open mind? Mm-hmm.
2: Familiarize yourself with how we do things, the millennials. Do things how we do things. Hold on to what you want to do and then figure out where you could fit it in and shave off your edges.
0: It's true. I'm telling you. Especially because the other part is, parents of the millennials are now starting to be like, oh, yeah, I can plug my computer into my TV. <laughs> That's why my book sales went from hard copy, you know, one book, all hard, like ninety percent hard copy book. Second, bu- next book after that, over fifty percent digital and audio. I'm telling you, it's the kids are teaching their parents how to text and teaching their parents how to plug their TV into the computer and teaching their, you know, and it's like we're gradually. This is it's like you're either going to function in this fashion or you're not.
1: Mm-hmm. Nope.
0: You're going to get left behind. So, anyway, I had to kind of come to that realization. I was like, I am not going to have this show the way that I thought I was going to have it. Or I could get it. I could. I could keep fighting. But chances are 99% I'll fail. And how does that feel for you? To, to let go of that of that vision? <sighs> it's And I decided, I was like, this is not about the actual vehicle, but it's more about... The wh- what am I hoping to get out of it, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, and it, it's I'm I want a direct connection with the audience. How we get it on the podcast, but I want it bigger for us. I want to be able to do more with it, um, and to cover more topics in in a way where we have a budget and we can not just be. I find us to be we give information here, but we're silly and we're entertaining. But there's a way to do this. In a television platform or a media platform that's visual where we can go to the next level, really the next level. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to be able to, in the way we do on the tour, what Mm -hmm. we do on the tour. I want to be able to do that with millions of people where we can basically come together because when people do come together and they share ideas and they have meetings of the mind and they, you can move mountains and it's not the biggest loser i it's just not the biggest loser is what the biggest loser is you're overweight now you're thin and you had to watch all this crap along the way like halloween candy temptations someone put a gun to my head you know that's not it it's like that's served its purpose it is what it is it's a great show it motivates people and that's super but there's a next level yeah and so to me it's like if it is on demand on hulu and we can give it away and awesome then i would be happy if it was accomplishing what i wanted it to accomplish i don't care where it is yeah i've decided
1: that's good oh good okay all right let me put (laughs) i'm gonna put a double tick by that because it was it was a little serious i know it's a little serious but that's okay you're allowed to have your uh your moments
0: okay We go. Ready? LegalZoom's step by step process was created by a team of experts in law and technology. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you with a third party attorney and they provide you with self help services. For special savings, enter Jillian, my name, J I L L I A N, in caps, in the referral box at checkout. Do not let another month go by before you take care of these things for your family and your business. Seriously, from wills to business formation, trademark applications, powers of attorney, and even bankruptcy, these guys can help you with all of it. They really are just fantastic. It's an incredible service. They make things that seem very overwhelming and very scary, very easy, and very simple, and very affordable. Then all you got to do is go to LegalZoom.com.
1: So excited to have Dr. V back on the show with a very special segment that Jillian, I, I believe,
0: requested. I did. So here's what I did. Uh, Dr. V, are you there? I'm here. Welcome, Dr. Van Hurley. So just so everybody knows, I issued Dr. V a challenge and said, give me something about sex top seven. And so Dr. V has has come to me and has blended two of the hottest topics, sex and weight loss, with a top seven. This is a scorcher. If this doesn't win us a Marconi Award, (laughs) nothing will. (laughs) Dr. V, are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, We're ready
3: go for okay. it and well thank you I'm janice and and it's always great to be on and i i really have to make it really clear for all these topics especially this one i i am not a sex therapist i i understand the endocrine endocrine side of sexual intercourse and physiology around that but i'm not an expert per se i'm a person but i also have all the clinical background from the hormonal standpoint see but that's the key stuff that's the stuff Okay, so but but let's be let's be people when we discuss this one especially. As in, don't <laughs> so, be a child, Janice. All right, we're ready. I'm ready. We're ready. Sex and weight loss. I, I think that there's a whole bunch of things that we have to talk about first, and that is sex and intimacy are different things. This is not part of the top seven. It's really important to understand when we're talking about sex, and and it doesn't matter the partners per se, consenting adults of all ilks, we're talking in this instance about how do we, so how does our body physiologically address what we're doing through any kind of intimacy and or sexual penetrative or non-penetrative intercourse. Okay. So that's what we're going to be addressing. Okay. The number one, Thing And it's not number one in order, but the first thing we're going to start with is endorphin release. Now, what's really important about sex and weight loss, and we've seen this now, obviously, the runner's high endorphins back in the day have been very popular because they really are almost like an opiate, like in the heroin morphine family. So that's Uh, real. uh, That's not like a myth or like, oh, I'm on an endorphin high. That's that powerful it's really real so when folks are in love when there's intimacy or you have sex sexual intercourse any of those elements what we see is that endorphins are released in the brain and the key part around weight loss if you associate this is that you reduce stress frustration and it actually leads to folks being able to control their habits better which is interesting right so if food is your addiction and you actually raise your own brain endorphins, then your addiction is lessened. That's the hypothesis, right? So it's almost like saying,
0: okay, I go to chocolate and it releases serotonin, but right. I'm getting that hit from having sex. Where So that need for that boost in my brain chemistry and those feel-good chemicals I'm getting from a healthier outlet is what you're saying.
3: Absolutely. Oh, and, wow. you know, there's generally some kind of physical interaction of some kind, but there's an intimacy. And what's, what we, that chocolate high, I, I like, Julian the way you said it, because that chocolate high, if I say it very basically, that is part of this. And endorphins are really important. They're very important for pain management, but they're really important for people being able to tolerate all kinds of things differently and have less addictive personalities, if you will. Now you might say this is a real stretch to what element and we're going to talk a little bit more later on some of the other numbers in terms of sexual addiction and so forth but endorphin release as number one is really truly important especially with weight loss so 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 let's go to number two so now we're talking about active sexual intercourse and again this can be of all kinds so so sexual intercourse generally burns about 150 to 250 calories Per half hours. Come on. Okay. Now wait a second. What yeah. if? What if?
0: What if you're
3: the layer there?
0: Right. right. You're the one that like you're the. There's right. a lingo for that, and in, 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 in the they're like they're the the bottom, the
3: bottom person. Bottom and the top. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's what if yeah. you're that bottom individual. Right. Right. So 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 that's where I'm saying I'm going to have to go back and say I'm not an expert in sexual therapy or okay. sexual physiology, except I know the hormones. But the key thing is that we know. That when couples come together, again, it can be in any and all formats, actually, wow. that the manipulations of what we do and how we do it really is very active, actually quite active, even if, like you said, you're the you're bottom, on the bottom like or Janus. on the top. And about 150 <laughs> to 250 calories per half hour really makes a difference. Janice, would you even make it a
0: half hour? No, I'm well, not a bottom. I'm a lazy top. That's
3: the worst. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Don't, so, don't tell so, people. So Sorry, sex, Dr. V, go on. Sex burns calories. And so a lot of different physiologists and also docs like me will say not only for endorphins, number one, but for number two, if you can have sex even three to four times per week, and if it's active, it really does burn some calories. Now, now it's not going to be your major source of of energy and exercise, three and Jillian knows this, right? You, you have
0: kids, though. You know
3: yeah. <laughs> what a yeah, t- order and so that we has
0: become. <laughs> I'm going to go home and be like, honey, we got to step this up.
3: I, I like, oh, my good! All right, three to four times a week. Good. Okay, go yeah, on. Three to four times a week. So number three, so that leads also to cardiovascular benefit, Now, one of the interesting things for the the heart around sex is we have to, number one, embrace it, literally, because it raises heart rate. It's almost like doing a cardiac stress test, if you will. Really? Yeah, you have excitement. You have muscle flexion, positional changes, but all that excitement raises heart rate. You have catecholamines. It it really becomes an important way that we want actually to, if you will, stress the heart but it's not a stress for healthy people and that's why I also say the caveat that we have to be careful and our patients who have had bypass surgery or transplant surgery of the heart, we have to be careful because that seems like a stressor but but good things like going for a short sprint or, or walking up three flights of stairs actually lend to cardiovascular health. And the excitement raises heart rate, which actually helps us in the long run.
0: Okay. Now, wait a second, though. Could it be – so imagine d- – now, we ha- do we have to get that heart rate from physical movement? Or could it even be somebody's it, walked in the room and your heart races? That doesn't count, though, does it? Or does it? So,
3: so it actually does. In really? Really? And it's soft data, I have to say, Jillian, but it is some data to show, even if it's not strenuous, the excitement and the raising of the heart rate is part of our cardiovascular conditioning.
0: I did not know that. Because in, in fitness, like, they'll, if you raise your hands above your head while you're doing cardio and your heart rate goes up, they'll say, you know, now don't count that towards a greater calorie burn because it's a false pot. Like you're not doing strenuous activity mm. to get that heart rate up. You're forcing your – but I,
3: I – okay, so that does count. That's interesting. All right it does count and again this is a little bit soft in the literature and we always do evidence-based medicine but it actually shows proven that if you're otherwise healthy or not and you've been cleared and you have sex your heart rate going up seems to give you a cardiovascular benefit wow so so that's a good thing right Mm -hmm. yeah okay so number four, there's been a theory, and Jillian, you must have heard about this, right, and Janice? And that has to do with these bursts of exercise. So that if you do fifteen or twenty minute bursts yes. and you do it through the day. Now
0: I ten minutes here, ten minutes
3: there. Yeah. So so I'm I'm good with it to a certain point, but physiologically I'm always a little bit careful. Right. But however, having sex and again even if it's not fully active in any way but really sort of two people together moving around in whatever circumstance with that intimacy and doing what they do it seems that that fits in with that burst of exercise 15 to 20 minutes impact training and that wow it really actually does do everything we already discussed burning calories having endorphins, and having some heart benefit. So that burst exercise workout, well, I mean, I don't want to be the person to tell folks that, you know, have sex, but this is one that seems to fit in the category of that.
0: I like this. (laughs) I think this is fantastic. 'Cause they always say, what if I just did ten minutes here, ten minutes there? But I can say, you know what? Go and get some for ten minutes and that's gonna that's gonna be extraordinarily helpful. I, I see, this is what we need. We need this information,
3: Janice. You in particular need the extra push. This is perfect. I'm wow, sorry, wow, Doctor B, wow. continue. Jillian. I, I, I'm gonna listen to everything you say because I'm gonna let you translate it like in the best way for all of our patients and all the people. Um, but but yeah, it seems to be very important for the bursts of energy. So number five, okay. This sounds a little bit sad, but it's true. It's a time filler. Okay. So so one of the things that we see for people in a rut is when they don't have new changes in their life, and you know this. For, we all know this for our work, for our standard routine. Actually. Sexual intercourse, sexual intimacy seems to make people, and that's what studies show, be less bored, be more happy, like mm-hmm. satisfied in general, and they, that has translated in studies to lower food cravings, especially if you have food addiction. Sure. So, 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 so when folks feel bored, time voids, I mean, very simple if you think about it, but love, intimacy, intercourse, sexual activity seems to lower food addiction habits and boredom and makes people more happy. So, again, I can absolutely
0: see that. I mean, when you think about emotional eating, when somebody, right, right, they're, they're bored, they're sad, they're mad, they're trying to eat away their emotions, or people will talk about, well, I'm hungry and I just couldn't feel full. And it's right. like they're lonely. They're they're eating for any other reason other than physical hunger. Right. And you can see how this would absolutely be positive, affirming, fulfilling in a significantly healthier way, emotionally and physically.
3: Right. So, do you get a hug or a muffin? I mean, it's one of right. the things. Do you see kind of where we're going in this literature? I mean, that's of course. What yeah. The folks- You know, and and you know this better than anyone. There's something missing, and even as simple, and that's why I'm saying it doesn't have to be active sexual activity per se, there is something about love or hugs or intimacy with a partner. I mean, I guess this goes beyond sex with a partner. This goes to just there's something about not feeling fulfilled. And if you can fulfill it in a correct way Mm. through some kind of other connection, that makes a difference. Of course oh.
0: right. So so not only is this physiologically beneficial with regard right. to how it, how it's affecting your body, your calorie burn, your heart health and so on. But right. when you think about people that are compulsively overweight, you know, at the end of the day, I've always said, look, this is not somebody who really just liked their Snickers bar. There's right. obviously right. a whole host of emotional issues and hurt and pain that's going on there. And okay. what better way to help manage those issues than to feel loved and to have that connection with somebody? That's
3: that's really that's deep, it, Dr. V. It, it <laughs> Seriously, it really, like, I it are, is, really honestly, number five becomes probably one of the most important pieces about intimacy and sex, and that is we are social animals. We are built actually mm-hmm. to be in partners and groups. I mean, think of whales, orcas, think mm-hmm. of elephants, think of the groups, and most of them are matriarchal, interestingly, mm-hmm. but we are built to work that way. Now, I have great respect for all different family structure or individual structure of life, but we're actually built to be in this kind of a setting, and I think we have moved away from that. Honestly, as a human society, (laughs) elephants have not, orcas have not, and a lot of other species have not. They really still stick to it, and Mm -hmm. I don't see particularly the obesity trends in those species. That's, uh, how have I, that's never even, I have never even thought of
0: that or anything mm. like that. That's so fascinating. Well,
3: well we, we think about things, right, Joe? I mean, that's yeah. what we do. So, so yeah. that leads actually to number six, which has to do with the going too far, right? So too much sex. And we have to be aware of this. And we're talking about sexual addiction.
0: Right. What yeah.
3: actually is hugely stressful
0: is that real dr v or is that just some guy that's cheated on his wife and oh it's not my personal accountability i'm an addict is that real
3: it's really a true entity and in fact (gasps) if you look at some of the big centers in this country in the usa and even worldwide that look at addiction whether it's gambling drugs alcohol sexual addiction which often comes with Mm -hmm. all of the above is a true addiction, and it has to do, I think, with a lot about number one, the endorphins, and it has a lot to do with what we just talked about, number five, that if you over, over sort of use or put too much effort into getting that quick fix, and that's what it becomes, then sexual addiction is absolutely dysfunctional. And that's not actually what you just said, Julian. It's generally not just... Okay, there's an affair, there's this, there's that. Mm-hmm. It really is that search for looking for the quick fix that somehow, unfortunately, happens through sexual intercourse, sexual intimacy, or some other bond with folks. And by the way, what we see and what the literature has shown is that's increasingly stressful to us as humans. We're really not made, actually, to be over-sexed, if I could use that word, and then, of course, everything to do with the sexually transmitted diseases that go around that.
1: Wow. Dr. V, if I could interject, why, if if it is a, a physical thing you're looking for in sex, addi- sex, sex addiction, yeah. why then wouldn't you just take care of business yourself? If it's just right. that feeling
0: of an orgasm or whatever, why... Well, maybe it's, like, most addictions that are, like, alcoholism is probably both, right? Food addiction right. is probably both. It's emotional and physical. Right. Yeah,
3: true. So, so it's a really good question. So masturbation, very important, normal function for, for all of us. And, and some people will participate more in that, some people less, and that's absolutely fine. It doesn't matter if you're a more person or a less or anywhere on that scale. So I like the question, Jess. but the key thing is that we think there is something to do with the other person, mm. that other element, and sometimes it's not just a person that has to be involved in this addiction. And and that's the different part. That's where you know, a really good test in a certain sense, and there's no data around this, so I don't want to be the person to say that I know the answer, but, but over-masturbating really doesn't solve what this sexual addiction piece is about. It may mm. lend itself to that. That's not what this is about, Janice. This okay. has to do with another person some other exchange that happens that becomes really addictive
1: gotcha gotcha
3: good question though yeah it makes sense so 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 it leads us to number seven and and number seven is is really the key and that is sex and sexual intercourse and sexual intimacy raises self-esteem and body image and what's really interesting is if you look at some of this data what you'll note is that it, all, it does not matter the body shape. It doesn't matter any of the other things except that when a person has a very active and healthy sexual relationship with a consenting partner, their self-esteem is higher, mm. their body image is That's better, and, and really true. it's independent of their body mass index, their BMI. It's independent of their weight. It really has to do with themselves. So something about sex and weight loss actually works. That's the part I wanted to end on because it's hard. It's hard to find that partner. Um, It's really hard to get that connection. But Jillian, when people have it, they do better, right? That's
0: so true.
3: It really is. And it, it is hard. but. It, I've God
0: knows I've kissed a lot of frogs. And Jan, Janice, Janice is is uh, working her way towards this this connection. We're, we've been doing a lot of work on huh, Janice. We filled out a little <laughs> dating profile, and we're getting there. But uh, it does seem that the benefits of having this true kind of intimacy are truthfully irreplaceable. Uh, Emotionally and physically It's fascinating the dynamic And I guess it's what you said We are a species that has evolved To function in this capacity
3: And it's part of our normal function and what we don't want to do is ignore it. It's okay if you don't have it and and just like a lot of things, like some of us don't have a car, some of us don't have money, some of us don't have good health, by the way. All these things are important, but this is one that I would put on that list of what we are trying to achieve and sex and weight loss go together for sure Not only by the caloric, physiologic elements, but everything from endorphins to intimacy, less boredom, feeling connected, raising self-esteem. It's actually one of the mild little quiet truths that if you can incorporate it in your list of to-dos, I would say do it.
0: Dr. V, thank you so much. I'll stop screwing around right now. And uh, I, I, know you're, uh, I, I know your practice is packed to the max, but you 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 do have a website and an email where people can reach you? That's right. It's
3: Van Hurley 3 at AOL.com. So V-A-N-H-E-R-L-E, the number 3, at AOL.com. Dr. V, thank you so,
0: so much. And what I would just say to anybody out there, If you are dealing, because you guys ask me questions all the time about hormones and PCOS and diabetes and this and that, see a board-certified endocrinologist. (laughs) Like, don't, don't, but least of all, don't ask me, but don't just go to a doctor who doesn't specialize in this. See a board-certified endocrinologist. uh, Email Dr. Van Hurley. Reach out. Talk to a specialist and get some real help with issues ranging from sex and endocrinology and all the things you guys ask me about every day. Dr. V, you're, of course, incredible. And thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. That was an awesome segment.
3: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you both. Thank you for inviting me once again. Awesome.
2: you don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash comedy There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here.
3: And it's funny. And I love you.